Hello, Cathedral family. God is good. And all the time. Thanks so much for being here. Those watching online, wherever you're at on campus, different sites around the bay. So glad that you're here because this week we start a brand new series called, how about if we have some fun to get things started? Would anybody like some fruit? You got to love fruit. I mean, with a little help from our tech team here, we're going to hand out some fruit. We've got all kinds of fruit to hand out. There's nothing like fresh fruit, delicious fruit. In fact, I love fruit. They say that fruit is nature's dessert. And when my wife takes a peach and then makes peach cobbler with her secret recipe... Can you say food coma, anybody? You can see a picture of me right up here after I have that peach cobbler. And the trend nowadays, the fruit they're giving out, it's organic. And you hear more and more about organic. When something is organic, it means that they haven't used any pesticides or they haven't used any irradiation or they haven't used sewage sludge. That right there is good enough reason for me to buy organic. But more and more studies are showing that, well, there are benefits. There are more nutrients, it seems, in organic products. There's less detectable pesticides in organic products. And they say that even the antioxidants enhance the flavor and the sensation in your mouth when you eat it. And that's why places like the Mayo Clinic say... There is a growing body of evidence that shows some potential health benefits of organic foods when compared with conventionally grown food. Did you know that 82% of families now buy something organic at the store? One sign that I found sums it all up. It says, try organic food, or as your grandparents called it, food food. And then the Bible gives us a picture that this right here is what it's like. If you're a person of faith, looking to grow in your faith, this this right here is what growth looks like, that we go organic in the best kind of way. And Well, the memory verse for the series, you can see it on the screens. I'm going to invite you to say this out loud with me. Let's declare of the word of the Lord together. Would everybody say it with me? But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, There is no law against such things. Can we give God praise for his word? Amen. That is organic in the best kind of way. I mean, what a striking picture. How does fruit show up in our lives? How does fruit show up anywhere? Well, it all starts with a seed. When you take a seed and you put it in the ground, you bury it, it looks like that seed is gone forever. 
But there's life in that seed. And one day, life comes busting out of the dirt. And that seed becomes a vine, and that vine creates branches, and those branches produce fruit. Never underestimate the power of a seed. And then the Bible says that, well, when they take Jesus and bury him in the tomb, it was like planting a seed. It looked like Jesus was gone forever. But on the third day, Jesus steps out of the tomb. He burst out of the tomb with the keys of hell and death in his hands. Never underestimate the power of a seed. Can somebody say amen? Amen. And then what does Jesus do? He takes the Holy Spirit and he plants it like a seed. Think about this. Let this take hold of your heart. The same spirit that was active at his birth, the same spirit that descended on him in baptism, the same spirit that empowered his life, the same spirit that brought him back from the dead, Jesus takes that same spirit and plants it like a seed in your life. There's a new force at work in you, a new power at work in you. It may look like nothing's happening, but that spirit is at work on the inside of us. And eventually it bursts forth and that seed becomes a vine and the vine becomes a branch and that branch produces fruit in the best kind of way. That is what you call going organic. Can we give God praise, amen? That is organic. The Bible says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. What would it look like to cooperate with the Spirit, the seed of the Spirit, so that we can see maximum productivity and growth in our lives? Let's get our grocery bags. And get started. The passage begins with this. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Would you say that with me? The fruit of the Spirit is love. One more time. The fruit of the Spirit is love. I found this guy and his dog on YouTube. And well, watch the screens and you can see it for yourself. How do you you tell me that you want a cookie? Do you say, I love you? Do you say, I love you? Okay, I love you too. (laughs) That was pretty cool. When you hear the word love, what do you think of? I mean, there's, well, love's mysterious. You can't put it in a test tube. But the, God, the Bible gives us a few clues to what this fruit of the Spirit called love is like. And the first clue that we find is this. This kind of love is more than a feeling you have. It's a decision that you make. It's more than a feeling you have. 
It's a decision that you make. One teenage girl was asked to describe love, and this is what she wrote. She said, love is a feeling you feel when you feel that what you feel is a feeling that you never felt before. (laughs) And, well, there is a feeling side to love. There's an emotional side to love. It's a beautiful thing, the feeling side of love. And yet, the fruit that the Bible's talking about, it's more than a feeling you have. It's a decision that you make. The New Testament writers, when they were trying to come up with an idea, a word to describe this kind of love, there were lots of words in that day which talked about the feeling side of love. There was the word eros, which talked about romantic love. There was the word storge, which talked about love within a family. There was the word Philadelphia, which talked about brotherly love, the feeling side of love, natural affection. But they needed a different word, so they found a word that was hardly ever used, and they captured it and redeemed it and used it as the word to talk about the fruit that the Spirit wants to create in our lives. The word is agape. An agape love. It's this decision kind of love. That the seed of the Spirit gives us the power to make a decision to act in loving ways and to speak in loving ways and to think in loving ways. Jesus put it this way. He said, a new commandment I give unto you You know, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. A new commandment. A new commandment? A new commandment? Have you ever tried to command a feeling? Let's get interactive. I've had a tough week, and so I could really use some love for my family here at Cathedral of Faith. So here's what we're going to do. On the count of three, humor me, on the count of three, I want everybody to focus, you know, lock your minds into this, and everybody on the count of three, feel love for Pastor Ken. Are you ready? Let's give it a go. One, two, three. Feel love. Are you feeling love? Are you just feeling sorry for me? Are you just feeling sick to your stomach right now? It's hard to command a feeling, isn't it? But let's try something else out. On the count of three, would you say, we love you, Pastor Ken. Are you ready? One, two, three. We love you, Pastor Ken. I love you too. I love you too. I really, really do love you. I do. (laughs) That worked better. You can command a decision. And that's why, well, the biblical writers, love is more than a feeling that you have. It's a decision that the Spirit gives you power to make. And we can make that decision even when other people, I mean, when you've got that ornery boss, you can still make a decision. When you've got that nasty neighbor, you can still make a decision. And when you've got that kid at home that you don't like very much like right now, 
I saw one picture of a kid. It said, you won't like me when I'm hungry. (laughs) See, we can still make a decision to love because love is more than a feeling that we have. It's a decision that we make. And here's the great discovery. It's a great secret that when I make the decision to love, my favorite writer, C.S. Lewis, he puts it this way. He says, do not waste time bothering whether you love your neighbor. Act as if you did. As soon as we do this, we find one of the great secrets. When you are behaving as if you love someone, you will presently come to love him. Once you make the decision to love, feelings of love can ride in on that decision by the power of God and the power of the Spirit working in your life. Can we give God praise, amen, for his word and his love that he's put in our hearts. The fruit of the Spirit is? Love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Love's mysterious. You can't put it in a test tube, but the Bible gives us some clues of what the fruit of the Spirit is like It's more than a feeling we have. It's a decision that we make. And the next thing to think about is this kind of love is more than conditional. It is unconditional. Unconditional. The Bible says this, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How many husbands do we have in the house today? Would you lift up your hands? All the husbands, let me see your hands. Can we give up? You know, you guys could have been anywhere today. You guys could have stayed at home and watched football, but you came to church. Can we give it up for all the husbands today? Way to go, husbands. Now, I'm gonna give you some advice that's gonna be worth you coming to church today, so everybody listen up. If you go home after church and you're sitting on the couch with your wife and now you're watching football, you came to church with her, she's got to watch football with you now, right? Is that how it works? And so, so you're watching football and she looks at you and she says, honey, why do you love me? Be very careful. What you say next could send the day in a whole new direction. So I'm going to give you what to say. Don't say, I love you because. Say, I love you just because. Just because. Guys, can we say that together? Just because. As soon as you say, I love you because you set up conditions, I love you because of your sense of humor, I love you because you're such a good cook, I love you because you are so beautiful. I heard about this one man and he saw this beautiful woman, he wanted to marry her and he did. They got married. She had beautiful hair and these beautiful eyes and this beautiful smile. And she had this beautiful singing voice. And so they got married and they 
Well, first night on their honeymoon, they're in the room, and he's watching her, and there she is. She takes off her hair, (laughs) and it's a wig. And next thing he sees is she takes out her glass eye. There goes those beautiful eyes. And next thing that happens is she pulls out her dentures. Uh Uh-oh. And finally, this guy is stunned looking at his wife, and he says, Honey, sing. Please sing. (laughs) Give me something. As soon as you say, I love you because, you know what you're really saying? I love you as long as. I long as I love you as long as you measure up. I lo- love you as long as you're lovable. I love you as long as you meet these conditions, as long as you perform a certain way. And can we just be honest here today that most of the love that you and I experience in the world, it's performance-based. It really is. And your bank loves you as long as you make those payments. And your boss loves you as long as you hit those quotas. And your coach loves you as long as you're scoring those touchdowns. And your parents love you as long as you make them proud. So much of the love we experience is based on conditions. And then we come to the love of the Bible. A love that we discover that goes beyond conditions. And the Bible says the kind of love that we experience from God. In the Old Testament, the Bible says he didn't choose you and pour out his love upon you because you were a larger nation than any other. For you were the smallest of all. It was just because he loves you. Can we give God praise just because? And then in the New Testament, we read it a moment ago, the Bible says that God demonstrates his love in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While I was yet a sinner, before I could measure up, I could never measure up. Jesus met me in that moment and loved me when I was unlovable. He loves us just because. Just because. You remember the story of Beauty and the Beast? I love that story. Whether you've read the book or you've seen the movie, you know how it goes. There's a prince that is turned into a beast because of an evil spell. And the only way to break the spell is for someone to show up and truly love him, not because of the way he looks, but in spite of the way he looks. And if you've seen the film, you know how it ends up. That's what happens. A beauty shows up and she truly loves him. She truly loves him And that love becomes redemptive. That love becomes transforming and it turns him back into the prince that he was designed to be. 
What a great story. Tale as old as time. (laughs) And it is. Because when you look at the love of God, that even when my sin has twisted and distorted me and turned me into a beast, that God loves me. He loves me just because. And his love redeems me and transforms me. It transforms you and I back into the prince and the princess that we were created to be. That is how great the love of God is. And when we're transformed like that, then we begin to love like that. Let's give God praise for his amazing love. Hallelujah. Just because, say that with me, just because, say it one more time, just because. I love is mysterious, you can't put it in a test tube, but the fruit of the spirit that God wants to produce in our lives, it's more than a feeling, it's a decision that we make, and it's not based on conditions, it has an unconditional feel to it just because. And then here's a, a third thing about it, this kind of love is more than about me. It's about you. It's more than about me. It's about you. LL Cool J once wrote a song called I Need Love. And he's right. We do need love. Every person in this room, all those watching online, wherever you're at on campus, we all need love. And yet, agape love is not about my need, it's about your need. It's not about what you can do for me, it's about what I can do for you. This is the way that God has loved us. God saw my need, that I have been separated from God because of my sin. And God's love met me at my point of need. The Bible says, for God so loved Ken that he gave his one and only son that when Ken would believe in him, Ken would not perish but have eternal life. God's love met me at my need. Can we give God praise? Amen. That's how God loves us. God so loved the world that he gave. It's a self-giving love. It's a self-sacrificial love. It's a love that's freely given with no strings attached. No strings attached. We all know what it is to receive love with strings attached. In fact, I love my cathedral family and I love my cathedral family so much, I want to give a gift as an expression of my love. And so, right over here, would you tell everybody your first name? Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, I want to give you this gift as an expression of my love. I love you, man. And I'm going to give you this gift. It is a gift certificate to Whole Foods so we can all start eating healthy together. Here you go. How about a big hand for Johnny? Go ahead, Johnny. Whoa, what's this? Uh Uh-oh. 
There's a string attached to this gift. Oh, Johnny. Now, of course, Johnny, while you're shopping for yourself, you'll also buy something from me, right? And Johnny, I expect that right after service that you're going to go on Yelp and give us five stars here at Cathedral of Faith. Amen. And Johnny, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm just saying, just saying, I expect that you'll be here for all nine weeks of this series every weekend right in this seat. See, that's a gift, that's love with strings attached. But the kind of love that we're talking about, it's freely given. No strings attached. No strings attached. When I hug the lonely or feed the homeless or visit those sick in prison, you know, it's not about what I can get from you. It's what can I do for you? No strings attached. And I'm so grateful that here at Cathedral of Faith, what a place this is. Because you see that kind of love being lived out. For example, our young adults this week, when you talk to folks around, around the church world, you hear a lot of talk about young adults, this generation, how many of them are turning their backs on God. But I'm thankful that here at Cathedral of Faith, there are a group of young adults who are bucking that trend and turning their hearts toward God and turning God's love into the community. Amen? Let's give God praise. Amen. And this week, well, the young adults, they're calling it Love Week here at Cathedral of Faith, and they're going to be going out and serving our community. You know, self-sacrificing love, self-giving love, freely given love. Without any strings attached, they're going to be serving over 15 different organizations around the Bay Area. And I just want to give props to Sam and the leadership team of the young adults. Would you guys stand? Three of them are over here. Aaron, yeah, and Jaylene. We're proud of you guys, man. Way to go. And if you'd like to be a part of that group, if you're under 30, if you wish you were under 30, you know, there's an insert in your bulletin. You can see them after service or go on our webpage. You know, it's this self-giving love. Can we go back to that scripture, Galatians chapter 5? I want to read this to you from Galatians chapter 5. It says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in what? Love. In love. In love. Serve one another in love. The fruit of the Spirit is love. I found this one definition of agape. It reads this way. Agape love is acting in someone else's interest willfully, no matter how you feel, unconditionally, no matter who they are, and sacrificially, no matter what it costs. That's what you call going organic and yet just being real with you. 
when I step back and I look at that kind of love, I think, I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. Are you kidding me? I read words like Jesus gave. He said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. I'll pray for my enemies. God, if you can't turn their hearts, turn their ankles. Amen. (laughs) I don't have it in me to love like that. But here is the good news of the gospel. Someone needs to hear this this weekend. We aren't called to do this on our own. The good news of the gospel is this. Stay close to the root and it will increase the fruit. Jesus says this about himself. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them, they will produce much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. That when we lean into Jesus and we learn from Jesus and we look To the love of Jesus, do you know how much you've been loved by him? That 2,000 years ago, Jesus stepped all the way down from heaven to earth, and he lived the life that you could not live, and he died the death that we deserve to die. That the nails did not hold Jesus' hands to the cross. It was his love for us that held his hands to the cross. That Jesus loved you so much that he took your initials and he wrote them on a tree at Calvary. And that's how much we've been loved by him. And when we receive his love, someone needs to do that today. We cannot give what we have not received. I was reading an interview that had been done with the late Hugh Hefner, and it was an interview where he opened up about his days, well, his, his childhood growing up. He grew up in a religious household, but it was a religion, a household, I should say, where there, it was very strict, there was not any grace, and there was not any love. He said that he never heard his parents say that they loved him. Never once. He never had his parents kiss him. And I hear something like that, and it's just hard for me to identify. Because my dad and my mom, wow, I grew up, they were telling me all the time. How much they loved me and dad's hugging me and giving me a kiss on the cheek. And and so to grow up in a house where none of that's going on. He said the only thing he had was a blanket, a little security blanket as a little boy. And this is no joke. There were little bunnies on the security blanket. And one day he gets a puppy, he's so excited, something that he can have affection with, and then the puppy five days later dies, he wraps it up in a blanket, 
And his mom finds it, buries the puppy, burns the blanket, and now he's all alone. And at the end of the interview, with tears in his eyes, this is what he said. He said, I guess I'm just that little boy who's still searching for that love he has never had. So you cannot give what you've never received. And so this weekend, if you will open up your heart to God and let his love wash over your heart, someone today, you know that God loves you with your head, but you've never let the love of God wash over your heart. And you're still trying to earn his love. You're still trying to deserve his love. Friend, God loves you right now. The most important person in the universe loves you right now. Hallelujah. How much does God love you? Does he love you this much, this much, or this much? Jesus opens up his hands and says, I love you this much. And if you let that love wash over your heart today, then we can give what we have received. The Bible says we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. That's what you call organic. Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment? Leon's going to come and wrap things up with a great song. Before he does, let me ask you a question. If you'd say, hey, Pastor Ken, today I need to make a decision to step across the line and become a follower of Jesus. I've never done that, and I want to make that decision today. I just want to agree with you that today is your day. So wherever you're at on campus, those watching online, all the different sites, this can be your moment where you say yes to the love of God. If you're making a decision to follow Jesus, lift up your hand real high, just real high all around the room. God bless you. God bless you right over here, man. This is your day. This is your day up in the balcony. This is your day. This is your day. This is your day. This is your day. How many would say, Pastor Ken, right now I'm in a situation where it's difficult to love. I mean, some people, it's easy to love them. Other people, it's difficult. And you're in a tough love situation at work, at home, at school. And you need that love of God to wash over your heart so you can give what you've received today. If you're in a difficult situation and you need God's love to fill up your heart afresh and new today, would you lift up your hand real high? Amen. Father, thank you. Oh, God. Thank you for those who are becoming followers of Jesus. Thank you, God, that your love, the good news of the gospel is this, that you have loved us. You pour your love into our hearts, and it transforms our lives in the best kind of way, and we're able to do, we're able to love what we could never do on our own, the power of that seed working in us. God, it's going to happen this week. The fruit of the Spirit is love. This is who we are. This is who we're becoming. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' glory, all God's people said, 
Can we give God praise one more time? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Going to wrap things up, Leon's coming to do one of my favorite songs. It's a beautiful song. Would you give Leon Patillo a great big hand as he comes back? Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Pastor. Thank you, buddy. Ah, yeah. Go ahead, DJ. I wrote this song just so that a guy can have something to say to the woman when he's in the car. But y'all turned it into a wedding song. say, I love you just because. Wives, turn to your husbands. Say, I love you 
just because <laughs> yes nowhere else on this earth is there anyone like Everybody say this. You are flesh of my flesh. Tell her. Hold of my bone. Tell her. There's no one closer. You are flesh of my flesh. And hold of my bone. We are one. Tell him. You are flesh of my flesh. We will stand the test of time, we will stand the test of time, cause we have the one.